1: NY or text Hope NY in New York. Injured?
2: Morgan & Morgan is a dominant force. Morgan & Morgan is in a league of its
1: own. Need a big play? Morgan & Morgan have your back. Submitting a claim is easy. Just call Morgan and & Morgan and & Morgan.
2: Or visit ForThePeople.com.
1: When life throws you an audible, call Morgan & Morgan.
0: America's largest injury law firm large in the (laughs) charge.
2: Morgan and Morgan, for the team, for the people.
0: Welcome in to the KSR Football Podcast, presented by our friends at Justice Dental. I'm Nick Roush, joined by Drew Franklin, who's got a Kentucky, what kind of hatch you got rocking with there, Drew?
3: I just got this in the mail today. New
0: Oh, go. oh, that's cool! It's got the shaking yeah. hands,
3: guys. The Commonwealth seal. Oh, nice! Oh yeah,
0: love yeah, a good handshake. Stay
3: state pride. stay pride yep. today.
0: Uh, we got Adam Luckett with us, uh, Mister Luckett, How are you doing this this evening? I'm good. Happy Monday,
4: guys. Did you have a wonderful time talking with John Vincent today? I did enjoy my time with Big John. It was uh, nice, nice and quaint. Some construction activity going on. Um, I'll still Self. I thought we might get some landslide pole talk in there, but no such luck. Uh, but a good time over there in the the, the other craft building. I'm Usually in the, uh, the the craft building on South Campus, but now I was in the the craft building on the other side of campus today.
0: Not to be confused with craft dinner, Drew. I really don't know how you all handle the like that construction. It. I was very, um, all I could hear was just the forklifts backing up. I, I had no idea what John Calipari was saying.
3: Yeah, I appreciate you all stopping by uh, the other side of campus today. Um, cleaning up a little bit there, as you could see. I was very excited to hear from Coach Cal. I know that's not what we want to talk about now, but I want to point out that I don't know anything he said because for that entire twenty minutes, the jackhammer in my left ear was basically just going into my head. So I had to go home and rewatch the video to even know what happened there because of that construction.
0: It was it was something. We were there because uh, you know I was just Stephen rode up with us. They had press conferences an hour or two apart, so I was just like, you know what, let's let's go over there, hang out with uh, Coach Cal and Freddie. You'll never believe this. I asked a question, and it wasn't about football. It, I did it. That's professional journalism right there.
2: What did you ask?
0: I, I asked, you know, there's a lot to be made about there's no bigs that can guard um, our, our friend um, Hunter Dickinson. Hunter Dickinson. It's like, well, how? Are you, what are you going to do to make a mismatch on the other side? How's the offense going to create a mismatch? And he, he basically said, we're not changing. I'm, I'm, I'm not changing. So, um yeah, so let's we'll see if that works. Um, we'll see if that works. But hey, I'm this isn't that. a this isn't a basketball podcast. This is a football podcast. The KS football podcast. That's why you're tuned in to hear us. Talk about Alabama, what the hell went wrong there. That was bad. That was gross. Look ahead to South Carolina. Um, should be a good time. And as always, we're brought to you by our friends at Justice Dental. Let's book your appointment today, justicedental.com. They got two convenient locations. One-stop shop for all your dental needs, uh, whether you need just cavity fill, full mouth restoration, Justice Dental, they'll have you covered. Visit them online, at justicedental.com. Look like it, uh, I uh, I'm not looking forward to talking about this Kentucky Alabama game because it was it was pretty gross. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't think a lot of us. I think Drew was the only one who actually picked a Kentucky win, and I I do get that some of that gusto was probably just for the gusto, um, but. I'd I'd like to not be down twenty one nothing by the fifth snap. Is that is that too
4: much to ask? I think that is a rightful complaint and criticism. Um, we all know that comes with playing Alabama and Georgia, especially when they're both on your schedule. Um, I think going through this year, you kind of understand what Auburn and Tennessee folks have gone through every year. That it's just it makes things very tough. When you've got these two behemoths to go through, but you also want to see the want to see Kentucky comp- more competitive in these moments. They're not not only are they not, not competitive; they're just not giving themselves a chance, like any chance to compete in this game the way they they have started. So to me, that was that was that was the biggest takeaway from Saturday, similar to the Georgia game that. They came out and just we're not ready to start a football game, and we're not ready to trade punches, and that's disappointing.
0: No, it it, it certainly is because I, I think the whole goal is Freddie is, they really have been doing a good job of punching above their weight for a while, but you you had some some big opportunities this year, and it feels like they're just they're swinging and missing, and then getting clocked with an uppercut. So um, it's it's, it's been tough sledding. It's been real tough sledding.
2: Yeah, Saturday. I mean, that's Alabama, and it showed. Um, like Adam said, Kentucky didn't have an answer for that punch, and uh, you know, uh, the quarterback. Dang it. Uh, Milro? Yeah, Milro, It was it was uh, uh, routes against there. You know, there in the first half, and it's just not competitive. I mean, any. Without a pass rush and, and taking advantage of the Kentucky safeties, I think Saban really did a good job, or whoever calls plays for them did a good job. That that's been a weak point, and they went right at that and hit some overs and uh, seam routes. Up, you know, it was, like like you said, it was over before a lot of people gets uh, gets seated down.
0: That that would be uh, very aggravating. You show up. You finally get through the lines. You get to your seat, and you look up, and it's twenty-one nothing. I mean, it's tough sledding. That's that's a hole that's that's hard to dig out of. And um, I don't. I, I the the problem is in a lot of this room is like I would like to make like some simple answers out of all, but there really aren't any easy ones. I think Stoops and Kiffin, who both were on the wrong ends of fifty to fourteen losses, were trying to delicately say. Hey, their players—they got—they got a bunch of five-star guys. Like some of it is, they just got dudes, and we don't. Um, but I—I I feel like there is more to it than just that. I—I I just wish I could come up with an easy answer other than just don't let a dude run down the field wide open. Like that—is
3: that—is that that difficult? It's yeah. It's one thing to have to. Have more talented players that are just beating your guys in one-on-ones and making plays, and they're clearly more skilled. But those first 21 points, uh, as Freddie just noted, there was just no defense to, for Milro to even face. I mean, he was lobbing it to guys. I, I joked on the uh, on our morning show today that the the teacher that came out for the Eckridge million-dollar toss could have completed those passes. Uh, I mean, it was. Wide open. It's like they they went out there knowing Mil- Milrow could beat them with their legs, and they got so busy spying him and keeping out keeping an eye out for him that they could, forgot that there's receivers on the field too. So that was uh yeah. Of course, Alabama has more five stars, but I mean, the Kentucky's defense uh, wasn't ready to guard anybody. Let's let's get into Kentucky's
0: defense, like it because I I get really frustrated with I, I've got one point of contention with some of the frustration here. Because I get it. The defense has stunk. It's taking a step back this year. A lot of it is kind of what we worried about in the preseason. It's just coming from a different angle. The last time that Kentucky had to replace two starting cornerbacks, they went from having the best pass defense in the SEC to the eighth best. In the scoring defense, it took a dip. I mean, it just did, and they got cooked. That was from 2020 to 2021. The difference was the offense was scoring more points, and they weren't playing as difficult as a schedule, right? And, yeah. you know, that Tennessee game, they got into a shootout, and they kept up with them. But by and large, we kind of talked about this at the beginning of the year from a personnel standpoint about our worries about the secondary. It's just it's the safeties that are stinking and not not necessarily the cornerbacks. The point that like, actually pisses me off, in like this is we we hear it from people who actually like I I think know what they're talking about is this notion that Kentucky just doesn't do anything and they sit back and they play soft zone all day. I, I I I know it's hard to do on the game like when you're just watching on TV, but if you're in the stands like you're you're seeing a lot of different things. They're showing you different things when they go to replay on the tape. Kentucky's blitzing right like they're. They're bringing I, – I haven't pulled the numbers yet. That's a project for tomorrow because I know uh, – I, I think PFF will have the data on how many times they bring various pressures. But, like, they're not just dropping eight every time, right? They're not – like, they're doing a lot of different things. They're trying, man. They played man, and then they had a guy peel off of him, and then they threw it to the guy who left his man wide open. Like, they're trying different stuff, and none of it's working. So, like, I'm not saying the coaches are blameless, but I get really pissed off when people say that, like, hey, why why are we just not doing it? Why are we sitting back there? Let's get Zach Arnett up here, play a three three five. Why don't we blitz it all? Like, no, Kentucky is never going to be a, a blitz all the time team. But look, it. You see anybody out there that's covering anybody? Because I, I don't. Why well, blitz somebody if they, if, if, if they're going to fall down and give up a fifty yard touchdown? You know. Like they did against Tennessee.
4: I think what you're getting at and what your real complaint is the, t- uh, the roster building. Why are they in this position? Personnel. It's not personal. What's Freddie say? It's not personal. It's personnel. Exactly. I think I think a lot of the issues lie in that, right? We knew corner would be an issue. We didn't think safety would, but it's been a big issue. Linebacker, we knew they had zero depth coming in this year. Trevin Wallace and Derek Jackson did not play good. Again, in a home SEC game. You know, a lot of those mistakes. You're talking about coming off a guy on man coverage, leaving a guy wide open. One of those was Derek Jackson. Um, On the deep over route, he hit to go up 14-0. Trevin Wallace is spying him. He breaks the pocket. You got to go. Go get him. Like, go get him Mm -hmm. on the ground. He's not able to get there. He doesn't take a great angle. Miller Bucks pocket easy throw against you know it's a deep crosser against cover three and you had the the deep corner occupied I mean he's going to be open against that coverage so five guy's got to go get him um, and so I think that those are those are adding up I think the roster defensive roster they've got some holes and those holes have been exposed um, against the best teams on their schedule so you have to tip your hat to some of the best teams on their schedule um, and I think Kentucky's getting got a little bit. I Teams are starting to figure them out. But I think more so than that, I think personnel is a, an issue right now. Um, there's flaws yeah. in the secondary are getting exposed and then that they don't have depth at linebacker um, to kind of, all right, Derek, come out. We can't, you can't do that. They can't they can't afford to take him out, right? Yeah. J.J. Weaver has not played well this year. Yeah, He was supposed well, to be then- one of your better defensive players. So, to me, uh, there's a personnel issue. And I think a fair question is development.
0: These players Yo, were good last
4: yeah. year. Why aren't they good this year? I think that's a fair thing to wonder and a fair thing to criticize at this point.
0: Uh, and I'm sure they're discussing that uh, Mark is having strong conversations with some folks over there at the South Campus Craft Center. in um, at safety, I mean, they got all the way down to playing Ty Bryant serious minutes, and he was fifth on the depth chart at the start of the year. So, like, it's – it's. I, I just I, – I don't think it's a lack for try – on the coaches' part in game, on on doing different things, but I think you are just seeing the the limitations defensively on what's happened. But Drew, it, at least it's really only been the top twenty five offenses that have given them fits. You um, don't have any more of those now. These are kind of friends uh, South Carolina and Louisville are both in their mid thirties, so like uh, Kentucky's done. the defense has done fine if you if you play some teams that. Uh, aren't as versatile and and can't beat you in multiple ways. Like the the next two teams, uh, Louisville can't pass. They can only run, and if you stop them, then they can't beat you. South Carolina can't run, so if you can try to take that away, I worry about that. So, uh, All all in all, the defense clearly has some limitations, and it's just frustrating how frequently they've been getting exposed but maybe it's only the really good teams that are going to expose them and put them in a hole so bad that you can't, you, you can't ask the offense to dig them out of.
3: Yeah, it is what it is at this point in the year. I guess you got some guys that are getting healthy and they could help at safety. You, you mentioned Ty Bryant. I mean, we're all Ty Bryant fans. I went to his recruitment in my backyard over here at Douglas. But if you had told me in fall camp, that Ty Bryant is having to make plays against Alabama, I would have said, "What in the hell is going on?" Because I was expecting a big year from a lot of guys at that position, and some of it is injuries. But I just, I can't believe that Ty Bryant has had to be put in the spot. He's played well, you know. He's got an SEC co-freshman he of the, the week. Might the best
4: safety. He I'd might be the best safety on the team.
3: <laughs> and that, and that is the problem. That's nothing against him, but I mean, yeah. he was he was at Douglas a year ago,
4: mm-hmm.
0: and he wasn't like the Douglas four-star blue chip that everybody and their brother's coming in to fight over to get either you know like it's not this wasn't the Dankey key recruitment where you you got a bunch of heavy hitters in the sec michigan south carolina all these teams too so um uh, there's certainly some issues there uh and and uh, i don't know what the question was it was about punting today which uh <laughs> funny that punting revealed an answer but uh that, that I think speaks a lot of volumes. But, like, it's week 11. Stoops is like, it kind of is what it is at this point. And I, I think that's that's where we're at <laughs> with a lot of this stuff, right? Kind of is what it is.
2: Can y'all hear me better? Damn it. Good. Good. Yeah, yeah, you, sound you sound good. Yeah, you sound good. You sound better now? Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. Look at that lightsaber.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Listen, I usually just steal everything from Adam, but somebody else sent me a text that I want to read you guys. Okay. Speaking of Bryant, Ty Ty Bryant had eight tackles in the game. Weaver, Wallace, and Jackson combined for eight tackles in the game.
0: Whoa. I mean,
2: (laughs) it's just. You're starting three linebackers, eight tackles, one quarterback hurry. Ty Bryant, eight tackles. And Ty Bryant – you're not winning like that, and you got to credit Bryant too, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he's he's you know he's playing well.
4: He played 45 snaps too, and he was out of the game 20 or so snaps defensively in that game. So it's not like he was out yeah. there every play. They were rotating um, hmm. four guys there at safety. Man.
3: Forgive me if there was an update on this today. I didn't make it over to Stoops, but what uh, what's up with Andrew Phillips? And that was quite a surprise before the game. Seeing him in a hoodie.
0: True. Come on. You know, you
1: you know the
3: yeah. That's true. I know. Okay, so Stoops didn't say anything. No, no,
0: no. no. You know what he said. Just, just say it. What he said. Uh,
3: What did he say? Well,
0: yeah, you you know his line. Uh, What is it? It's not. It's not. I haven't seen him. It's.
3: I I really don't have it. I know he has one. He said all year, and I I don't have it right now. Help me out. We'll see. We'll see. God, Uh, right there. What an it's, easy win! Yeah. So, so you got Will Seed. Sorry about that. I had a break. Ho, hope to,
0: hope to. We'll see. So well, um,
3: that, that that didn't help issues. That I mean, he wouldn't have changed the outcome by any means. But not having him out there didn't make it any easier against Alabama.
0: It would it would be significant if they could get him back though. I uh, believe it's a soft tissue issue. So you hope that uh, I mean they'll probably have to play a lot of nickel against South Carolina. I would I would assume. Uh, we'll get into it more in eleven personnel. Is are they still playing the edge linebacker at receiver like it? They are, uh-huh. but stuff,
4: they they use their tight ends a lot. So it's a game. I actually think. Oh, okay. Can get away with Alex Safari playing most of the snaps. So kind well, of that, the, could, that could be good. You know what could, else is yeah, good?
0: Sure. Is uh prospects. Prospects is pretty good. It's pretty great. I would say way to get in the daily fantasy sports action. If you want to play around, prospects is very easy to use. Download the app. And you select a few squares. Right now, we're at the overlap of all of the sports at once. They're all happening. Um, whether it's college basketball, hockey, shots on goal, college football, NFL. All you have to do is select a few squares. Then it's more or less. So tonight, uh, Russell Wilson in Monday Night Football. He's actually, uh, the Broncos stink, but he's playing from behind. He's throwing a lot of yards. I went more uh, for 212 yards and then just more on uh, one Stephon Diggs touchdown. Put that together, spank it on the bottom, and I can win three times my money. You can win up to 25 if you play enough of those squares together. It's a lot of fun. And I've almost got my season-long square that we started the year with, Mr. Lockett, um, where we had under Joe Milton passing yards and also uh, over on Brock Bowers, so we need we need Brock. The injury didn't help us, but oh, Georgia not. spanking old Miss, bending Lane Kiffin over, and really giving him a one time for the one time that uh, that's it, that's doing well for us.
4: Yeah, Brock it's Bowers doesn't well need two ankles. Just just give him pads, and he's gonna go score. <laughs> What's he that, need the
3: pads for? <laughs>
4: he don't need those either. They just this the rule. You have to wear them. He so the he doesn't hurt the other players probably <laughs> if they had to tackle tackle him without the pads. It's Like
0: part. viruses coming after Jim Bar- Harbaugh, <laughs> they just bounce yeah. right off of him. Uh, eat app, pull, push ups. Download the Prize Picks app. Put in promo code KSR and they will match your first deposit a hundred percent up to a hundred dollars. Go ahead and get that in before the Champions Classic tomorrow night. It'll be a lot of fun playing Prize Picks with college basketball season in full swing. Promo code KSR. They'll match your first deposit 100%, up to $100. Uh,
3: you mentioned uh, Brock Bowers. Uh, he's he's uh, he's the number one double B tight end, but I liked our boy Bates getting one last uh, catch and truck stick in Kroger Field last Saturday on his second senior day. A couple good tight end catches from the Cats. Caddis
4: yeah. also had one. Katis had a great catch, yeah.
0: I was so aggravated by the two that didn't happen. And that's the thing that frustrates me in like having to discuss these is I end up lingering on the bad for far too long. But, Freddie, there was um, a stick that we have a picture of where Caddis' arm is out and the ball is just like four yards below him. He hits him there. It's second and one instead of second and ten, and then they're behind the chains. And then on the fourth and two, I mean, Kentucky had three straight possessions in Alabama territory – they go quick game and Leary just he he worked right for the quick game instead of left and on the left Bates is the running flat underneath him and just nothing but green grass in front of him.
2: Yeah, I, I remember that play. I, I you know sometimes in plays you split the field in half and only read half the field. So I, I don't mm-hmm. know what the play design actually was. And
0: I think it was on that one, especially yeah. it's fourth and two. You're going quick. That makes sense. But yeah, um,
2: but but I mean. I would rather go into the field than the hash.
0: Exactly. Go to the bunch. I yeah. don't.
4: I don't understand why they didn't go to the bunch. Yeah. Yeah. That so, you know that was that didn't make sense to me. And it Demi came out wrong. It was the whole play was messed up from the beginning. He yeah. went to the wrong side, or I, I don't know how that worked, but yeah.
0: It um, nothing can go right. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing went right in that game, and I, I think. Most people weren't predicting this before the year, uh, but Drew Franklin is somebody who was uh, predicting an Alabama win um, in advance. I, I get the sense that people aren't as much disappointed that Kentucky lost to Alabama. It's that you never felt like you had a shot, and then you're in the home season with just a couple of losses at that stadium. That There's just too many. They do leave a bad taste in your mouth.
3: Yeah, I think that's what everyone's problem is, is that it was just never fun. You never even thought you had a chance. You didn't get to dream. You know, if you got there in the fourth quarter, you're down seven and, you know, Alabama pulls away. You go, oh, well, you know, we were in it till the end, but Alabama's Alabama. And you go home and call it a fun Saturday. But when it's 21 nothing before you can look up from your seat and enjoy the atmosphere, I mean, that – it's the biggest game on the schedule. You don't. even – How many times have they had Alabama? Like three times since that '97 upset. And and that was the fourth. Yeah. You want these are special days and special opportunities. And the the stat of four plays versus twenty one points. I mean, that's that's. There's nothing fun about that. You're spending this money to uh, on tickets and having these big tailgates, You're getting all this energy and excitement, and it's just over before it starts. That's that's the most frustrating part. Realistically, I don't think anyone. Thought Kentucky was going to walk away with that win. Maybe he thought they had a puncher's chance, but to just not be in it at all is what sucks.
0: It 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 does. It does very much so. And now you look up and you say, "Well, um, hmm, what are we going to do here? Can't does this team have it in them to bounce back to respond? Because uh, I do feel like I know what it, to to do. The is what it is. I I feel like we know what we're going to get." kind of sort of in a way out of this Kentucky defense where they can be a decent run-stopping team. Um, They're probably not going to get a ton of pressure on the quarterback. Uh, um, But, hell, everybody's been able to against South Carolina except Cark Lee, so I I would hope they could a couple of times. What I don't know we're going to get in these last two games like it is is from the offense because it feels like they're either – Playing well, or the defense does something good, and then they go three and out. There's it just it, there's not a whole lot of it's. It's like watching your Cincinnati Bengals, right? I mean, aren't, aren't they kind of one and the same right now offensively? Except they're good is not nearly as good as Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase.
4: I think the word you're looking for is inefficient. <laughs> they sputter out at times, and the times Kentucky's offense looks great. We've seen the passing game look really good in a game. We've seen the rushing game look really good in a game, but we've never seen it all that together. I think they are improved offensively from last year, um, but they still leave you wanting more. And so, But I think you make a good point with the defense being what it is. Kentucky's offense is going to have to go out and score some points. I think they can do that, but they need to go do it. And so – We'll have to see what they can put together over these eight, next eight quarters, but they're going to need to score some points to win these next two games.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think you're going to be winning a bunch of games in the 20s uh, against Rattler yeah. and Co. And,
4: and another thing with this defense, I think Florida is a fair comp for the two offenses they're at, they're about to play. In that, that's kind of the offense that it is. It's not Alabama, Georgia, and it doesn't. Present the problems that Tennessee does. It's not the passing game I think Missouri has, but they're similar in how they want to run. Those offenses want to run. They all want to run the ball, and then they're but they're leaning more pass-heavy for obvious reasons because they're having trouble running the ball at point at different, at different points. Louisville's a little different, uh, but I would kind of all say those are all kind of like they're in the same tier if you were to tier college football offenses. Kentucky handled Florida, but they played they played up. Against these other offenses, have just gotten shredded. I mean, in the four losses, they're giving up over forty points per game, Um, and we've we've gone over it. Every team is having like (laughs) the best days of the year. Uh, Jalen Milrow scores six touchdowns. Carson Beck, uh, career high in passing yards. Um, Joe Milton probably played his best game of his career against Kentucky. I think you could make the argument. And so, does that the Spencer? Is that do you have? Is that what happens with Spencer Rattler and Jack Plummer? Or do you have? Are you? Can you have a game like you had against hurts in Florida? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't. <laughs> so we're gonna have to go and see. But you know, I would do say like Mississippi State's a wreck, but they had the best defensive performance of that against that Mississippi State D- D- offense since they've been a wreck. So I think that make counts for something, maybe. Um, but I mean, I we're just gonna go have to go and go and see. I mean, I I don't know. But, but I feel like. I just do wonder if, they, if they've just gotten swallowed up in some of the moment of some of these games. Um, and the thing I really worry about is in close games. Well, we've only seen them play two close games. We've only seen them in the fourth quarter twice with the game in doubt. Um, that was Missouri, right? I remember that was a mm-hmm. one-point game going in the fourth quarter. And yep. Tennessee was one and was decided in the fourth quarter. And they came up short in both those moments. That's really, kind of, that I think, my biggest concern uh, moving into these next two games because I think probably both of them are going to come down to the fourth quarter.
0: Yeah, and they haven't had, um, they haven't been battle tested somehow in the second week of November in the fourth quarter. I've been able to write my stories um, well before the game is over with. Um, they go live once it, uh, the, the 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 clocks hit zero. Um, whereas Louisville, they're they're four and zero oh and one score games. They they've kind of been uh, flying by the seat of their pants, had the ball bounce their way in a lot of close games. So it. It's going to mean a lot because not only do you have a rivalry sitting there at the end of the year that they're going to be at least in the top 15. I don't think they'll get knocked that much even if they do lose to Miami. And then a South Carolina team that, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't know how much you believe Mark Stoops, but I know the Kentucky fans don't really like Shane Beamer and co. Um, in the South Carolina Gamecocks, Mark Stoops says he has no ill will. You know, I don't know where we would get that he doesn't like Shane Beamer. I don't, I have no idea. He, he certainly, it's just, it's great. He, he's the best friends. Um, but uh, let's be honest here. He wants to kick his ass. And that would, that would do a lot. And it would, it would keep them out of going to a bowl game. And I think that is significant to make sure that a team that soured a potentially good season for you, that you can, sour one of theirs, and maybe send them spiraling um, a a program that you kind of helped get a leg up with last year by giving them that win on your home turf at Kroger Field.
3: Yeah, with these two left, uh, you know, they have Clemson. I don't know if they'll be looking ahead to that, but I I was hoping a little earlier in the year you might get a South Carolina that's checked out, but they are going to be dialed in because, as you said, they need to get two to clinch that bowl berth. For me, I I think we'll know about – the next two games with how Kentucky resp- responds pretty early at South Carolina, if they come out and, you know, they're they're looking flat and the Alabama loss is lingering, there's any sign of checking out, I'm going to go ahead and predict we'll see more of the same at Louisville. But if they come out have a fast start at South Carolina, I'm going to assume that they've moved on and I think they can win those next two games. I'm kind of clumping them together, an 0-2 or a 2-0 and 0 situation on how they bounce back after getting their ass kicked at home on senior day.
2: One thing about this game –
3: is Spurrier is the leading
2: qu- – qu- the SEC's number one quarterback at home. 15 of his oh. 17 – what?
4: Rattler. Oh, uh, Rattler. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, him, yeah. Too, him
2: too. <laughs> 15 of his 17 touchdown passes are at home. He's completing 80% of his passes at home, averaging Ooh. 370 yards, and the team is averaging 43 points at home. This is a different Carolina team at home than it is on the road. And I I read something or got something written down from Adam. Kentucky's 123rd in the country as far as opposing quarterback percentage completion, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, that's right. Mm -hmm. 80%, 123rd in the country. Tell me why I should be optimistic because I'm not right now. And I'm not being negative, I'm just –
0: you the numbers know. are the numbers, yeah.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, am I being wrong here by well, looking at this and saying, okay, why should we expect anything different?
0: I, I don't think that's unfair, but do you lend anything to the fact that they they did show a little bit of resolve uh, in their last road game and they, they did seem to get up for that game at Mississippi State? I think South Carolina is a little bit better. But, I mean, they they similar. They were in a similar situation where if they won that game, then they had a potential bowl streak alive. I think Zach Arnett knew that if he didn't win, then his goose was probably cooked, um, and it was. He got fired today. Um, does that give you any optimism that Kentucky showed a little heart uh, the last time it went on the road and got a win? No. No, it
2: doesn't. Dif- different animal. Uh, I don't think – you know – so think what you want about the quarterback. He can spin it, right? I mean, it, it takes skill to complete 80% of your passes. So I've not seen Kentucky uh defend a lot of passes. I've not seen a lot of receivers struggle to separate. Mm-hmm. So, uh Mississippi State's bad. They're they're bad. that's a bad team. I don't think South Carolina's that bad only because you, you know, the, the, the quarterback's the best in the league at home, and they got that receiver. So, uh, Kentucky is who it is right now. It's a it's a flawed defense that can't play pass coverage. Well, The only way this is going to change is Kentucky can manufacture any kind of pass rush. That's the only way that they're going to impact South Carolina's passing game, in my opinion. Well, We've not so- seen that either. I mean, when's the last time Kentucky had a sack? You know Mississippi State, but before that they've 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 had some goose eggs, right? So and Carolina gives up more the uh, more, yeah. uh, highest amount of sacks in the league. So but Alabama did too, and Kentucky had zero. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I'm not being pessimist. I'm just looking at the numbers, and they're not they're not looking good to me.
4: Yeah, and that's why the other side's so important. South Carolina's defense is bad. Mm-hmm. Kentucky needs to go score points. So what what's it's the, the bad, magic number? South Carolina defense. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I don't. I think they, you probably want of If they get to thirty, I think they probably win this game. Now we'll see. I, I but because the way Kentucky plays, there's not a lot of possession. So if they're scoring and getting a couple stops, then is a lot of points in a game. But you know they're gonna have to go and do it against against Rattler, who Freddie said he's been hot at home. There's no denying that. Um, South Carolina hasn't played murderers row at home, but he's been hot at home. Uh, so, but, so Kentucky's got to go and do it. Um, it's hard to, you know, I, I, like you could tell me any outcome in this game. Like, you know, if Kentucky does, if they are able to get some pressure, like they can't. If Deion Walker gets a sack or a couple hits on Rattler early, and it kind of changes the tenor of the game, you could tell. Then, yeah, I think Kentucky could go in there and win thirty-five to seventeen. But I could also see where Rattler throws for three hundred, you know, sixty yards, and Carolina wins thirty-four to twenty-seven because they just have more. They have more explosive plays to Kentucky, so I think really anything's on the table. And I, I get what, what Drew is saying. Like it feels like a situation where they lose both or maybe win both. I think they're probably gonna they'll probably win one of these, but and that would be my pick. They probably finish seven and five, and a disappointing seven and five. Um, but you know you got to go and play the games. I do think, like the one thing I keep pointing back to is just the Florida game. Like we've seen a defense, we've seen them against a good, competent Power Five offense, smother them and shut them down. They've done it before. It's just been a long time since we've seen them do it.
0: And they were pretty far for that game. Uh, I
4: have a feeling that they'll be pretty far out of, for these last. I two. mean, just um, just look at Florida, what they're doing offensively this year. I mean, they are. They're scoring some points. Now, their defense, uh, we're starting to understand why Ray Davis ran wild in that game. (laughs) Their defense is bad, and it's getting got by most most offenses with a pulse that they're playing. But defensively, Kentucky had success against a good offense. And How did they do it? They stopped the run, took the run game totally out of it, and made Florida very one-dimensional. To me, that could possibly translate here. If you can go in and take Mario Anderson, their tailback, completely out of the game, and it's just Rattler pass, pass dropbacks com- completely. You're going to get some pressure and some sacks if you're able to do that. I think the problem, is, like when you play Bam in Georgia, you're not able to do that because they can run the ball um, so so effectively. Uh, so, I mean, we'll see. And Tennessee it was the same. You, could, you couldn't get them in just clear dropback situations because they were running the ball so well on you. Got to stop the run. Stop the run. I think some good things can happen. I think that's – Oh, hold
1: up. Smell test. Go ahead. Sniff those pits. Now, your bits, feet, toes, come on, (sighs) could be fresher, right? It's all good. Old Spice Total Body Deodorant Spray is gentle enough to use all over your body, giving you 24-7 lasting freshness with daily use, from pits to toes and down below. So every smell test gets a... (sighs) Shop for Old Spice Total Body
4: Deodorant. Probably the path for Kentucky.
0: It would be beneficial, too, if Kentucky could run the football. Um, Got to get Ray Davis back involved in the game plan. I think it is also important to point out, too, um, when you bring up, Freddie, those stats, the the opponents that Rattler's been able to put those numbers up against was that Florida defense that Lucky was just talking about. Vanderbilt, Jacksonville State, Furman, and Mississippi State. So they they've they've had a, a, a an easier go of it at home. Um, you you would expect them to play a little bit better, but williams Williamsburg Stadium is not a. That's a good atmosphere. That place gets rowdy. Uh, it, it it's going to be lit. They've got the uh, sandstorm guys going to be there, so you know the people are going to be extra fired up. And if you're anywhere in the vicinity and you want to go ahead and see what williams Williamsburg Stadium is all about. Go on the Game Time app. Download it today. Scroll through where you can find. Your They'll have the best prices for last-minute tickets you can find anywhere. So download the app. Put in promo code CAS or you'll get twenty dollars off your first purchase. williams Williamsburg Stadium really is a, a great venue to watch a college football game. Drew, I think it's one of the more underrated venues. Football, and if you've never been before, all you got to do is just tap twice on the Game Time app. Boom. You can be in the stands to watch the cats and the Gamecocks or you know whatever other event you want to get to, whether it's a sporting event or whatever it might be uh game time's got you covered
3: uh you were going out a lot there. I feel like you addressed me uh, I agree game time is awesome, and South carolina sucks uh you who's going you're going Roush?
0: I'll be there like the it'll Kansas be there star? yeah peak will oh be
3: there. the 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 old double crew
4: oh yeah. Got the trio, um, the terrific trio going.
3: Do we think there's any enthusiasm left in the Big Blue Nation to get on that game time map and make the trip? I hope they do, and the people going should use game time. But do we think we are able to get up off the mat as a fan base and go into that godforsaken birdcage of a football stadium they have? Chicken coop.
0: <laughs> uh, I think folks in the area um, who are nearby, Will certainly love to uh, smash that button, but it's also one of those like you either plan to make the trip well in advance or right. I don't. I don't think we're going to get a lot of uh, last minute folks uh, rallying to the crowd. I'd love for them to, but I, I, yeah, maybe maybe that uh, hate for Shane Beamer will permeate through the Big Blue Nation. Let's hope so. I know.
4: I know a lot of people in the fan base like Columbia, like like oh. going there, so like Nick. The but Nick pointed out. The trip you plan, uh, but it is a rare November game in Columbia. I don't know if Kentucky's ever played this late in the year down there, so that yeah. is different. Ooh, I think so- Columbia
3: is very underrated as an SEC city. When people are mentioned ones they like to visit, I rarely hear it named. But I really, I've only done basketball. I've done basketball several times, but just as a as a college town, I enjoy visiting there.
0: the The thing that's nice about it that's similar to uh Lexington in this respect is that it's a college town that has more than just the college. I think that's important in college towns. Like that it's their state's capital. So they have to have things for adults to do. It's not just bars with sticky floors. Like when you go to uh I, I Baton Rouge has a different downtown area that's like very far away from campus where they're uh you know their 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 they're upper class upper crust goes. Uh, but like five points in the the downtown area here, they aren't too far apart if you want to bounce between them. Uh, but I know they have a uh, tin roof. They got they got a couple things down there. Uh, pearls is a great people watching establishment. Look, and I don't know if you've ever been to that one.
4: I don't know if I've been to pearls. Maybe I love pearls. Out this time.
0: Yeah, we're we're gonna have to go to the second floor at pearls because there's just some some great people watching. It's an oyster bar, so it it, it oh, has yeah. um a very much a uh, um, uh, what's the, uh, upstairs, uh, sky bar kind of feel to it. If you know, if you ah, catching my drift,
3: I get the vibe, I get where we're going here. <laughs> yeah. I got, I got to confess something boys. Um, my first Valentine's day with my wife, we were at Pearls cause it was a, uh, <laughs> it was a Kentucky basketball road trip. We went on a date to Pearls. I set a record for oyster shooters. I can't remember how many it was, but we were having a good time. And just Saturday night on our one-year anniversary, she said, we should go back to Pearl sometime. So Columbia and Pearls have a special place in the Franklin household.
4: <laughs> I look oh. forward to seeing what it's all about.
3: Get some oyster uh, shooters. I highly recommend them.
4: 70
0: degrees is the high on game day, 73 and sunny. So should be getting some good weather if you do plan on traveling down to Columbia. Um, I did want to mention a couple other things because uh, we're, we're going to talk a lot more about that on uh, 11 Personnel on Wednesday but um, Freddie if you got paid $75 million not to work what would you what would you want to do?
2: Not work. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. You're talking about A&M guy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's- well I I won't speak for the network friends that we have but I don't think he's made very many friends at ESPN and the SEC network, so you can strike that out, most likely. So I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, what does he do? I mean, I mean, I don't know. I, I wouldn't coach. I, I'd go somewhere warm and relax.
0: You'd never hear from me again. No. Nah. I'd found a hobby. Um, you know, some people like to fish. That, that, that might be a little bit too much sitting um, and staring. But I, I would have to do something,
4: uh, $75 million. Dollars. We all know what's going to happen. He's going to be in Tuscaloosa. Oh. <laughs> that's what's going to happen. This isn't some hidden secret. Like that's He's going to be down there and doing quality control stuff, whatever so that he, includes in T-Town.
0: Here's what we need out of the Saban uh, rehabilitation program: We need to stick them in a dorm with everybody. Like make, make Jimbo and Butch Jones share share a room together. Like that. That's what we need. We need this to be uh, and and also stick some cameras on them, right? Like it could be like uh, what, what what was the show that Jeremy Pruitt got famous with? Uh, two days. Two days. Two days. But except you know, uh, with the the coaches who flunked out of coaching and have to go work for Sabin for a year or two. Uh, we can get Jimbo in there. Who's going to join him this year? Because uh, I'm sure he's not going to be alone. Somebody else is going to get fired that, that needs to call Nick up and, and, and get a hand handout. I, I also I know um, Neil Brown were fans of him. Um, he might buy an extra year, but you mean to tell me if he goes seven and five or eight and four for another season there, they're not going to w- want to call up their, their home state hero and bring him back? I mean, hey. Uh, I like what, the idea
3: of him at the Alabama Rehab House. I like that. Everybody just goes and does their stint, get better, and uh, one year under Nick Saban and move on to his next job.
0: Who would be the funniest hire for Texas A&M? Let's really try to date. Like, the most yeah. entertaining out of we,
4: we, we Urban talked Meyer. About this, Urban Meyer, final we talked answer, about overpaying. This, we talked about this Dabo Sweeney. <laughs> Dabo <laughs> Freddie Fred even knows Dabo and co- with those guys doing the cheers. Oh yeah, Dabo like at the has press conference. He's doing the yells. He's like, I want to be a yell leader. That's that's it, that is the answer. Dabo the would wear white the <laughs> yeah. white. <the>
3: <laughs> he would. Dabo would coach in the all white uniform to say he wants to be more part
4: of the program. Look at these little old cowboy boots here in little College Station, Texas. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh man, what if they did it though? I mean, uh, would it be shocking? Uh, I mean, they got Jimbo, and Jimbo was about as much of a cartoon character made to be eight and four at Texas A and M as it gets. And that's that's the thing that amuses me about all of this is that Texas A and M is traditionally an eight and four program, and then they have like a year or two every once in a while where they, you know they they won the Southwest Conference um, in the '90s, but. They're an eight and four program. Uh, that's who they are. That's what they are. They refuse to accept it. And they're going to keep overpaying coaches and getting Jimmy Sexton rich, uh, fighting like hell to make it happen. I just hope the, the our gas prices don't go up to pay for this buyout because <laughs> that's where it's coming from, folks. That's where it's coming from.
3: Were you all surprised uh, by the Zach Arnett firing? I thought maybe in the circumstances they'd give them a little bit longer.
4: I was not just. Uh, I mean, AD didn't hire him, right? You know? that, that was the that, that was, was the
0: red light for me. Is just like, well, if they if there's a new boss in town and Arnett kind of got you know he got the job under unusual circumstances. It was one year, and it it went about as bad as it could have gone.
4: Yeah, yeah, that's about where I'm at.
0: They both bring a lot to that program, and Luckett was down there last week, and uh, he could feel the writing on the walls. I think there.
4: Um, yeah, no, most definitely, they are, are we, not are, ha- not happy with where their their current status is going into this new SEC, and that's a program that's had a lot of stability for the last, really since Dan Mullen got there in nine They had the two year run with Morehead wasn't great, but he was. They went to a bowl game both those years. So it's a program that's been very, very stable, um, and then, then now all of a sudden they're not, and they don't like they're kind of reeling a little bit. So this is a really important hire for them. It um, and so some Kentucky fans should pay attention to, sorry Nick, but that, because yeah. they're on the schedule next year, right? I believe they come, they come to Kroger Field. Is that right? They're oh, off they're it running.
0: next year. They got that's, they got the boot.
4: Forget what I forget what I said then. Right, my bad. <laughs>
0: We thought uh, uh, Sam Pittman might potentially uh, – it, it felt like this was a Black Monday of sorts, but I, I think some people worried uh, or, or thought Sam Pittman might get uh, the boot as well after a very disappointing season with K.J. Jefferson. Uh, Freddie, are you um, – you worried about one of uh, our SEC foes gobbling of John Summerall um, before this vacancy potentially happens?
2: Yeah, Scott, Greg – Scott Greg Gregory is, is calling it right now Summerall to Mississippi State. So uh, Scott, I think that will be an excellent hire.
1: He's
0: uh his recruiting prowess alone and his, his two-year resume at Troy is going to get him on a lot of these short lists. Um, it's just you know what's gonna be the right fit. And I, I know we talked about it like in our trips to Lexington. The They might not go defensive higher after a defensive higher flamed out so poorly, um, but I, I certainly think is going to be in the mix for a lot of these. Uh, just it, you, you just don't know which one, which the timing's going to be right, but they, they're rocking and rolling down at Troy. Hell, he's, he might have an All-American running back there. Um, Chris Lewis is crushing it. They're, they're putting up some numbers uh, down there this year.
4: Yeah, most definitely. His time's coming. I don't know if it'll be this cycle, but Definitely, won't be long until he's got a big job. Uh, I'll
3: is, be crushed if I'll be crushed if he ends up at a at a rival or a team Kentucky plays often. I'm a big fan of some raw. And when he was ranked last year, I knew that Kentucky was probably unlikely just because he was climbing a little too fast. But seeing him at a Mississippi State will will not sit well with me.
0: No, it it would not. Um, big
3: fan, big fan.
0: Were you a fan of the Sean Moore's uh, post-game interview where he was in tears? Uh,
3: that was psychotic behavior. What are we doing?
0: <laughs> I love that anytime Harbaugh's not on the team, they act like he's dead.
3: Yeah, I mean, just... that was – I actually thought for a second he might have died when I saw that. I was like, did I miss – did Harbaugh have a heart attack or something? This surely can't just be about Connor Stallings.
0: Oh man! Uh, I like he was...
3: started. It was it was very based in faith for like two seconds, and then just straight into the effing hard brawl. Love you, brother, or whatever. It was it was a wild ride that in that interview. I
0: was thinking about it. What It was a wild ride just in sitting back and not really having to care to watch that story unfold Friday, Saturday. Is he going to get off the bus? Where is he going to be? I mean, our friends at the Wolverine, I just don't – did they even sleep? I mean, were they just on the boards just scouring all night to see if any leads were going to happen? I mean, I think the Warriors were even using arguments that were presented on the, the message board, right? Like, that, this is – one of those that I, I just I can't imagine being on the front lines covering what's happened there over the last month or so. And it keeps getting crazier and crazier. And now we've got a court date um, coming up on Friday where you could get back on the sideline. Uh, today, look, like he said that they're America's team. And um,
2: uh, <laughs> I only have I, the, one. I, I'm not tracked, and I really couldn't tell you what's going on, really, I mean, other than the obvious. But the question that I have is Why? You're that good of a team. Why would I mean? Why would Michigan do this?
4: That's how bad they wanted to beat Ohio State. <laughs> that's, <crazy. laughs> that's how that's how bad they wanted to beat
2: them. Oh, Wasn't there a picture yeah. of the guy at like Central Michigan or Western yeah. Idaho or somewhere? I mean, yeah, he was <laughs> C-
4: Central Michigan sideline when they played Michigan State this season. Allegedly, yeah. yeah. Allegedly. Well, it's all allegedly.
2: But why? I mean, seriously, you know how fast you have to be to process what? Even if you do steal a signal, how fast you got to get? Yeah. I mean, I, I I just don't see it. I mean, that much of an advantage, to be honest with you.
0: I'm I'm with you, Freddie. There was one of the more viral clips was Michigan picked up an Ohio State signal, and they're like, "See, he was right there. He knew, and it was a Ohio State touchdown. Like they yeah, still my, didn't stop the
4: play. My real question is, what else were they doing?
0: Yeah, because this is the one where it's um, that they've gotten caught and they've gotten caught bad. The guy hacking computers and stuff—that's yeah. What, what what's
4: out. what's going on there? I still want to know what that's about.
0: Yeah, that's where the real bad stuffs probably. That that, that really stinks. Uh, that really stands out. Uh, what doesn't stink, and what'll make you really stand out for all the right ways is if you go over to Bird Dogs and you put in promo code KSR with your purchase, and they're gonna get you a hydrofly style water bottle with your purchase. So you can get that for your white elephant gift, And then you can hook the man up in your life with some outstanding swagger, whether there's some more comfortable, uh, work slacks or some efficient shorts that look great, but they they feel even better because they got the built-in liner bird dogs has the most comfortable gear on the planet shop for the holiday season. Now bird dogs, promo code KSR and you're going to get a hydro style flask with your purchase this holiday season. Uh, I wanted to get to a question here because it gets us back to our friend Jimmy Sexton. Does Satterfield survive and would Summerall go there? Um, I don't have the exact numbers like it. I want to say that Satterfield's buyout's like 21 million this year. It, he Jimmy Sexton hooked his ass up these first two years where it's, I want to say, 21 million and then 18 million in the first two years. And then it dips to like eight after year three. Um, but. Jamie Sexton, man, he's he's just—he's really—he can do no wrong for his clients right now.
4: Yeah, they got a big win Saturday, uh, beating Houston. They'll probably get to like four and eight. So I don't think he'll be fired. I don't think Cincinnati's got that kind of cash laying around. So I think it'll be, but he'll be on the hot seat next year. So that—that would be my answer there. Uh, I think an interesting spot for Summerall, like if. You know, like if Mac Brown retired, like you go to North Carolina, I think he could recruit really, really good there. Yeah. Maybe even in NC State if someone hired Dorn away or if he left. Um, But that's just speculation. I mean,
0: we've all seen how difficult it is for first-year coaches to win in the ACC. I mean, it's such a gauntlet (laughs) of a league, you know. So many good teams that are in that conference.
4: Yeah, but I think, Nick, to your point, I think coaches like John Summerall, have got to be maybe a little bit more selective if an ACC or a Big 12 school calls. I mean, if he's winning big right now, he might want to wait out until he can get into the big leagues, which are the SEC and the Big 10 now. I mean, that's where everybody wants to be. That's where that's where the real football is going to be played here moving forward. In you don't want to
0: get stuck in West Virginia, right? I, I mean, mean, that, that what, that's the well, Neil Brown, right?
4: What, what your cousin did, right, it's just not going to happen. I mean, yeah. that was, I mean, that was a special circumstance, but that's just – you're not going to see that. People are going to run from the ACC in those conferences, at least in my opinion. I could be wrong, to try to get into the big dance, which is going to be the Big Ten and SEC, because eventually they're going to run the playoff. I mean, that's where that's heading, but that's another – we can talk about that on another podcast.
0: The um – the, the, the one final thing I wanted to uh, bring up before we got out of here. Uh, two big weeks ago, um, we still don't know when the kentucky Louisville game is going to be played. Drew, I, I think I know your answer to this question, but if there's an early line going around, are you... I, I'm just seeing a lot of people in my mentions talking about Louisville is going to kill Kentucky and this sort of stuff. Are we? Are we still taking the, the the plus money on that money line there and getting very wealthy? That 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 the the games at oh Papa don't call me Papa John's have been very great for our bank accounts. I I know that I um, got into sports gambling because it was. So- profitable. I believe you have some new appliances because of it. Um, are we, are we scared? Have we been scared off at all by the cards, recent success, uh, going into the final two weeks of the season?
3: No, no, not at all. I'm already trying to think of what appliance I want next. Last year was a fridge my governor's cup fridge is doing great. Uh, this year I plan to do even more. That's the good thing about betting on college football And having the Governor's Cup at the end of the year is no matter how poorly you do all season, just you'll make it back on the Governor's Cup to wrap up the regular season Thanksgiving weekend. So I'm looking forward to whatever number we get, and I assume it'll be plus money at this point in the season. I I will bring out the uh, same hammer I used last year and the uh, same hammer I used before that and before that for just another free little bump in income right before Christmas.
0: I heard you need a, a two TV setup at the Franklin household. That's just, that's a word on the street. Um, I do.
3: Actually, I noticed yesterday, I live bet uh, like it's Bengals. I had my Titans on my TV. So I was like, you know what? I need to go get a second TV so I can now watch this other game I care about. And I noticed it just wasn't, it's it's a little big guy. It's fine. It's a second TV, but it's a little guy. So I think uh, this year's Governor's Cup uh, that we will probably will upgrade the television to match the other for when I need two games at once.
0: Oh man, it's uh. It's gonna be a fun time. What, fun what
3: number th- what do you, what number you think we'll get on the line right now?
0: I think if Kentucky loses and Louisville wins, it could get up to six and a half. But it'll probably be closer to three, I would imagine. Mm. Maybe like open at four and a half and then get bet mm. down. Um mm. but yeah, yeah, I, you're gonna be getting some points. So I'm just I'm in a very personal conundrum because every time I bet against Louisville, they just Whoop ass! So that that's yeah. like it's. I feel like I'm putting a personal jinx on them. So like, is it is it worth it for me? I might have to. I might have to make my sacrifice for my home appliances for the greater good of the Big Blue Nation. So we all get out, uh, second TVs and beer fridges and new recliners, right? Like I, I might be doing that for you, Big Blue Nation, just out of the goodness of my heart.
4: Yeah, I would have it Louisville minus three and a half right now, pending what happens this weekend with both teams. So I mean, it's going to be a Call spread. I don't imagine it getting up higher than five to Louisville, and I can see it getting down to maybe one. But I think it'll be kind of in between there. Would be my educated guess.
3: Outside of Kentucky getting whooped this Saturday and looking like they've just checked out on the season, I will be partaking in whatever it is. There's just something about Stoops and his teams. They hate Louisville, and they get up for the Uh, governor's cup. They do have it on fan. fan
4: They do have it on books. Oh.
3: It is, it's Plus four, and, four and, and a half.
0: Interesting. It's four and a half. Over over a fan duel. Plus 162 on the money line. All right, just go ahead and do a little bit of that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we're going to wrap up the show. Kentucky versus South Carolina, Saturday night, 730, on the SEC Network at Williams-Rice Stadium. Folks, it's been a pleasure. Go Cats and go Kroger.